So now we move over to the moderated panel part of the uh, session. And our moderator, let me introduce him, and he in turn will introduce the panelists and take over. Moderator is Winston Yu, is Principal Researcher and Senior Advisor with IMI, also located here in Washington, D.C. Winston, we look forward to the panel discussion. As uh, both Claudia and Meredith um, said, we're very happy uh, to be hosted here at IFPRI and to open this uh, EMI office. And because it's too early for Champagne, we've, we've put together uh, what I hope is a... Is it never too early? Is it never too early? It's before noon, Stephen. Um, so what we've done is we've pulled together a panel of, of current partners um, to perhaps reflect a little bit on presentation that Meredith gave and also the comments from Claudia. Um, as Claudia framed eloquently, you know, this challenge of water security is quite broad and as Meredith demonstrated, it really does require us to work in partnership with many, many different organizations. And so what we've done is we've pulled together, um, you see these five wonderful individuals up here, uh, Robert Bertram, our Chief Scientist, Bureau for Food Security at USAID. Uh, we have Betsy Otto, the Global Director for Water at WRI. Uh, Mark Rosegren, who many of you know from IFPRI. Uh, Steve Schoenberger, the Global Lead for Water and Agriculture um, for the Water Global Practice at the World Bank. And Leticia Oben, Global Water Partnership. Um, so over, I don't know how long uh, EMI has worked with many of these organizations. Um, um, and hopefully we'll continue to work with many of these organizations. And so I think what we'll do is we'll just go down the line, uh, maybe starting with Robert. And what we've asked the panelists to reflect on is think about, you know, as we move forward SDGs, as we think about water security, what are some of the chief questions that remain unresolved? What are the key issues that you see, again, in the, in the context of water security uh, that require some thinking? So let me first turn to you, Robert. Okay. Good morning. Uh, thanks, everyone. And um, so this is another one of these instances where I'm on a panel where I know less about the subject than any, anybody else. Everybody else on the panel are, are water people. So my comments, I think, will be contextual in nature, let's say. Um, I did poll some of my colleagues who do work on water, so hopefully these are not just my observations, but reflecting uh, some of my colleagues at USAID. And what I'd like to do is uh, look back a bit, uh, take a look at where we are right now, uh, particularly institutionally, and then look ahead to the last point Winston raised about some challenges. So um, I've always sensed for decades that water is one of these things that people talk about a lot but don't do very much about. The other one is soils. There's you know, just not that much investment, a lot of talk. Um, and, uh, and I think that got worse in a way in the 90s because there was a retreat from infrastructure projects. Uh, so, and a lot of those retreats were done for environmental or social reasons, but I'm not sure on balance that that was necessarily the right choice because infrastructure, as we've heard, is very important. Um, so fast forward to 2008, I mean, I'm, when I talk about the past, it's a long time ago. So, um, so agriculture and food security came back front and center, but with some new lenses. Uh, we had the concept of sustainable intensification, replacing farming systems, and this is the idea that inputs, technologies, resource use efficiency, and especially information were key aspects of intensification that would drive uh, poverty reduction and income growth. 
And, and for example, one of the things USA did was start, under Feed the Future, was start the small-scale uh, irrigation innovation lab led by Texas A&M and IMI. Um, the second thing was nutrition, which I think was a huge win to bring nutrition and ag back together. It, it uh, put the human face on our work and gave us the stunting focus. And we started talking about food in terms of both quality and quantity. And uh, drawing on some of the work from IFPRI and others, uh, we also thought about WASH a little bit. And we thought about girls' education and care. Uh, again, drawing on the literature by many of the colleagues who are here or in this community. Uh, so the Feed the Future became the Global Food Security Act, changed from a presidential initiative to our law. And uh, in doing so, it expanded the definition of nutrition to encompass water and sanitation. So that, that, that was very welcome, because I always had the sense that while we were making good progress working with the nutrition community, we weren't doing it with the water community. So it added a new dimension. And the, I mean, the other new dimension that's new now is the resilience focus, which you've heard that word already several times today. Uh, so it's you know, investing so that crises, uh, shocks don't become crises. So we want to increase productivity potential, we want to reduce risk, and hence drive investment both on and off farm. So we recognize, though, that many of the areas that we work in are basically undercapitalized systems. So one of the big challenges we get in terms of infrastructure, mechanization, irrigation, is how to do this how to get this investment and how to do it in a smallholder friendly way. Uh, it can be done other ways. Um, so water is running right through the center of these objectives, whether we think about productivity, nutrition, or risk. I mean, there's nothing more essential to agriculture than uh, water. And if you've got water, you're 90% you know, there in terms of risk reduction. Um, but what if we now look quickly at an institutional lens? What's happened is that water was pretty fragmented. We had water and sanitation, we had water and ecosystem resilience, and we had water and agriculture. And never the three shall meet. Unfortunately, it seemed that way. But I don't think, I think everybody actually knew we could do better and wanted to do better. And some of you may know about the proposed reorganization of the Bureau for Resilience and Food Security, which will have four centers, agriculture, nutrition, water and resilience. So now they're all together. Um, we have a chance, I think, to take a more multi-sectoral, interconnected approach. We can take a look, a longer view at competing uses, at shocks and efficiency. Um, we think about the water, we have the Global uh, Water for the World Act and the Food Security Act that we're responsible for now. And that'll be the water for the world is healthy, productive, resilient, a water secure world and protected from floods and drought. And then of course the food security side you're familiar with. USAID will focus on uh, WASH, water resource management and governance and institutions, while state will, uh, the fourth part of the global water strategy is transboundary issues and state will handle those. Um, so some ideas going forward. Oh, I'm over time, okay. Uh, if we think about where water is, it is at the center of our real opportunities with respect to income and nutrition in terms of the high value, higher nutrition foods, animal source foods, horticulture products, 90% plus water. Um, and I think one of the existential challenges we face is connecting 
rural producers to growing demand for diverse quality foods in cities and towns. And that, if, especially in sub-Saharan Africa, if that doesn't happen, we will forego a huge opportunity to reduce both extreme poverty and undernutrition. And, and water is, at, is critical to doing that. Um, I think we're excited about um, the irrigation. Uh, where there's a new report coming out from the World Bank about groundwater, sustainable groundwater resources in, in uh, maybe Steve will talk about that, so I won't say any more, um, come from the World Bank. And uh, the whole, whole idea of service provision around capitalization of these systems and youth opportunities, and we hear a lot about youth, very exciting. Uh, Finance, I guess that's the big one for both agriculture and water, is how to get capital in around uh, the, the investments that need to take place. And perhaps finally, I think the gender lens, which has always been important in Feed the Future, the water has lots of opportunities there because if we think about small livestock, we think about horticulture, lots of opportunities for women. So that's all I'll say, but I'm really excited to be part of the discussion this morning. Thank you.